Welcome to the Ignition Podcast. Today's guest is Lucas Blanford. Lucas is joined with his dad, Adrian, and talks about his skills and his mindset when going into racing at such a young age. Lucas is an inspiration and he is killing it out on track in that Rotax Mini Max cart. He is also an academy driver for Team Hard Racing, a BTC car racing team here in the UK. Lucas talks about his experiences on track, off track, how that his dad is guiding him and mentoring him through the world of racing at such a young age, which is crucially important for someone exposed to all of this. Lucas was a pleasure to talk to, he was polite, he was interesting, and most of all, he had this perspective that I think is very unique in the racing world. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy listening to him talk about his experiences and what it means to him to be a go-kart driver. So, without further ado. Adrian, Lucas, how are we? Bad, I'm good, how are you? All right. <laughs> yeah, a bit tired from, we were up at Raura yesterday, a um, bit of a disastrous testing session, but from our point of view, we had a mechanical failure and then Lucas kind of took over with a, uh, another one of the Minimax drivers who's a novice, so we, we were guiding him and I was helping with set up and we got some decent times off him, so it was productive from, from the other driver's point of view and, well, it's, it's always nice to help others that, you know, are, are fairly new to it or we're, we're new to it ourselves still. Yeah, brilliant. So, um, what what got you guys started in karting? What what I like to ask: what ignited that passion for karting between the two of you? What was it sort of the bond that you had, and it grew from there? Obviously, we used to live in in Scotland. Lucas is Scottish. My wife's Scottish. Um, all my children are Scottish. I'm from Stoke and moved up to Scotland. And will be, I'd probably prefer to say I was from Scotland than from Stoke. And obviously, Knockhill was on our doorstep up there. Um, I've always been a bit of a petrol head myself, and so is my wife. To be truthful with you, brilliant. Um, and when Lucas was born, he used to go around on the electric cars and things like that. But I decided then, I don't know whether it was a midlife crisis or what it was, that I wanted to do the Monster Rallycross Championship. Yeah, wow. So I put myself together a, a VTS hot hatch. Did that. I think it was after after actually seeing the Top Gear show where Hammond and them did it at Lydon Hill. Yeah. Um, for a very, uh, so it was after that I went, oh, I want to do that. So. Um, so I did that and then got a little bit tired with the travelling around because obviously in Scotland, blah, blah, blah. And we, well, I think it was the round Knock Hill one. To, um, I actually rolled the car. Oh, wow. And coming down Duffy's Dip and going into the uh, middle section, which used to be the Rallycross track. Uh, rolled the car there and then went, right, I don't want to do that anymore. So we then went to the XR2, which was the, the Ford Championship at Knock Hill. Mm-hmm. And I thought, right, I'm no good on loose stuff, so let's see if I'm any good on tarmac. Um, did that and then also did the Mini Cooper. Um, but And that kind of ignited it. Lucas had a Bambino caught there, but saw me roll and went, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so saw the state of the car when it came back in. Yeah, and just looked at his mum and went, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So, okay. yeah, that kind of stopped that. And then... We moved back. We moved to England, um, and Lucas went to a your, your mates. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Josh, he went to his um, birthday party at Mister Carton in Warwickshire. Yeah, came away from it. Really enjoyed it. Fastest. Hey, <laughs> um, as yeah, and when I want to start doing it again. Um, so spoke to Stu Stretton at Mister Carton. Organised some kind of you know taste of things and teaching, and here we are. There you go. <laughs> But spending fortunes 
traveling around the country. Um, I wish I'd actually bought another race car and gone and rolled it again. So, would that have been cheaper? <laughs> it would have been cheaper, yeah. Uh, but um, and that's that's kind of where we are now, so to speak. You know where where he is now. Yeah. That's how we've got to this this part of his journey at the minute. Fantastic. So. What is it for you guys about racing and karting that really sorts of, I don't know, hits a switch or flips a flips a button on? I like the close it is. Like, I just like the battles. I don't like the dirty drivers because there's quite a few of them. But, you know, especially being on the track, just doing what I love. Yeah, well, so it's the sort of that, that competitive edge that you like, the sort of comparing yourself to others and sort of just being, or even yourself, comparing yourself to like, how quick you can be around certain tracks and stuff. I think it's more trying to improve himself. Um, one thing that I've taught Lucas is that we don't, you know, don't try and compare yourself with somebody else. People have different budgets. People have different driving styles. Just try and adapt yourself and, 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 and make yourself better as a driver. You know, for me, you know, I, I like, I like the bond that I've got with my son. Um, we're very, very close now because I probably spend more time with Lucas than I do with my wife. And, you know, we're in the van all the time, albeit he spends hours. What I mean, yesterday coming from Raura, I think he spoke to me for 10 minutes on a four and a half hour journey. The other four hours, 20 minutes was spent on TikTok. So, yeah. so you know, um, <laughs> but when we're at the track, that's kind of one thing I don't allow Lucas to have is his mobile phone. Okay. Um, it gets put away and that's it away for the day. He's not allowed to look at it. I just feel it kind of messes them up a little bit mentally they're distracted away from what they should be doing that's my personal opinion um but no it's, it's spending time with him the bond that i have with him you know on the on the downsides the sacrifices to the family not only financially um but emotionally you know we have i have two other kids as well um mm. sometimes i like that well, what about me um so you know there's there's ups to it there's downs to it and i like watching him with other kids on the track. He's made a lot of good friends at the track. Um, Don't get me wrong, now he's probably a little bit quicker and more at the front he makes more because the ones at the front really want to speak to him now. When he he was at the back, they didn't want to speak to him really much. Um, But, you know, it's nice to see those friendships that he's making. Um, I'll be totally truthful with you. I'm not there to make friends. You know, I'm there to race, get my son as quick as I can, you know, I'm not rude, but I'm not there to make friends or goals or anything like that. I just I just want to race and have a you know have a laugh. But sometimes yeah. I think the competitive nature of what we do um, can put a real kind of edge on a friendship, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, um, but especially when you're racing against people in the same category, um, and I don't want to be kind of put in that position, so I kind of move myself away from it, Harry, so that I'm not really in that yeah. position then, so to speak. With him, it's different. You know what I mean? Kids will be kids. They'll play football with each other at the side of the track and then just bash each other off the track <laughs> when, when they're on it and then come and, oh, I see that move I did, you know. But um, but I think that's just racing and motorsport. Yeah. Not to be true for you. No, but it's, I mean, it's important to sort of allow him that time to sort of be present in the moment with the racing and then out of the track and sort of enjoying both, and both sides of it. I remember when I was when I was, I was younger, I always did go karting as well, and it was those are the best moments. The moments where you're off track, speaking to like, fellow sort of races as, as, as a kid, and building those friendships because they do they do last a while, and it's important for him to feel comfortable as well. Yeah, I, I mean, Lucas does. I mean, Lucas basically comes in. How was the car? Yeah, it was great. Or no, well, nine times out of ten, it was rotten. 
um, and I do this, do that, and then he goes off and then comes back when it's time to go down to the dummy grid. And it's the same at night time if we stay at the track in the caravan. Mm. You know, I, I work on the car, I sit in the caravan, Lucas goes and does whatever. So I don't stop that. That You know, that's a personal thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, there are plenty of people out there that make friends, blah, blah, blah. That's That's fine. You know, but as long as he's all right and he's away having fun, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just old and grumpy, mate, to be truthful with you. <laughs> I mean, you, you like what you like, and you stay out of it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, what's the, so the preparation for the race? You know, you mentioned the mobile phone's being turned off. When it, when it comes down to it and you have time to get in the zone, what is it that, do you have a certain preparation sort of set of things you do, or is it just sort of helping it on, get in the car and enjoy it? Well, I just, um, I plan it out, so if I'm starting from the back, I've just got to keep my nose clean, try not to get a drop down, which gives me a five-second penalty. I get that most times now, which uh, isn't a good thing, but usually I just practice my lanes and in my head, and then I just, um, yeah, go up track and just go up and do it. And have a little, have a little chit-chat just before you go out when he's sitting in the car. Um, nine times out of ten, it's me telling him to keep his nose clean. But I, th- I think, you know, it, it's very hard. Uh, you know, it's very competitive out there. Yeah. We thought the Honda grid was competitive, but a lot of the Honda guys have moved off into Mini Max now. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a very competitive grid. You know, if, if you can get round there without having any sort of contact, you've, you've really done well. Um, but, you know, it's like I say, before he goes out, he does his thing. And then just before he goes out, you know, I'll, I'll just... I, I, don't, I really don't need to say much to him now, Harry. It's, he's kind of matured yeah. very quickly. You know, a lot of people forget he's only, this is only his second full year racing. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, he started in Honda Cadet last year and, you know, we put him in the Brits. Um, but, you know, the preparation is virtually the same dependent on where he is. Yeah. If he's at the front, I'll be like that. Listen, just try and get away. The one thing I always say to prep is you can't win a race in the first lap. Yeah. So don't be putting yourself out. There's no point. Just take your time, especially if we're quicker. You know what I mean? There's no point. Mm. If, you're, if, you're ob- if you're obviously quicker than the other people on the track, there's no point in forcing issues, which sometimes he does um, because he just wants to be at the front and go as quick as he can. But that will come with maturity. Um, and then as soon as the checkered flag comes out, we have the first pump and that's it. We don't talk again until he comes in. So what's the what's the best thing in the, in the race? What, what are you looking for out of yourself, Lucas, to, to perform? Definitely having to try my best. There's, um, I don't try my best and what's the point of even being out there? Yeah. So, and what does, what does winning mean to you? It just brings a smile to my face, makes me feel really happy. Uh, especially seeing my dad proud of what I've achieved. As I said, it's, as my dad said, it's one of my second full year racing. So winning from, winning from my experience is really good, is very, is quite good in my opinion. You may think that I've been doing it for longer, but that was just really a warm up to last year. Okay, and on the flip side, um, if you don't do it so well, if you're not doing as well as well as you think on the like on the uh, on the car on the track, or what what sort of mindset do you have towards that? When I'm not doing well, it makes me seem what I'm doing wrong. Uh, what the car, what if, if the car's doing something that I don't like, I can tell my dad. Mm. The thing I find that if I don't do well, I feel like I'm disappointing my dad because obviously we're not the richest of families. Um, I feel like we're wasting money if I don't do very well. So it's yeah, there's a lot of pressure on you then. I wouldn't say there's a lot of pressure. I just say that I need to try. Actually, I need to try. Yeah, well, that's that's good. There's, there's, it's good to have that positive mindset around sort of the racing, the track. 
and being being the best you can be with what you have. So that's that's really good to see. I mean, what what, what are your dreams, aspirations, your plans for for the future? What do you what do you see yourself doing in five ten years time? Well, last year the aim was to Formula One, but you got to be millionaires to be able to get in there. But now that Team Hard Academy have um, helped us pay the way to get through the motorsport career, um, the aim is to get to PTCC. Yeah, well, wow. I've just I've planned out by next year to get to go to Saxos, then the year after Genetas for a couple of years, then the Genet GT fives, and at the end, hopefully PTCC if it all goes well. Well, I mean, it seems like you're going to be doing well in Saxos and stuff if you the, uh, the the racing career you have so far. So, Team Hard Racing. So, what's what's it like having a support from that academy? What is what's that done for you so far? Uh, it's helped us a lot. It's helped to get sponsors, um, helped us plan out um, our motorsport career, and um, yeah, they've just been so supportive. They've come to loads of my races, and um, yeah, I just can't thank them enough. Yeah, have you have you met any of the drivers in the academy? Have you sort of had that sort of um, chat with them? Uh, yeah, we've I've, uh, I've met quite a few of them. The well, it was my birthday. They all said happy birthday to me. Um, uh, when I was at the um, Brit car, they said hello to me and all that. So yeah, I've met quite a few. I've even met uh, Lewis. Yeah, so I mean, who who are your racing heroes? Who do you look up to? Uh, well, my dad because he he used to race, so he was probably one of my biggest. And my other one, Charles Leclerc, because he's very sportsman-like and, um, yeah, cares about a lot of people. Oh, good, good. So you're racing with, racing with Team Hard Academy. When will that get better? When will that progress? Do you see yourself um, becoming the next Team Hard, first Team Hard, anytime soon? Um, well, that's the aim. Uh, they're definitely going to help me when we get to cars, because obviously they know a lot about cars. Yeah. I mean, talking more about cars, have you got a favourite car? Any car that goes fast. Any car that goes fast. Have you got any sort of favourite parts of the car itself? Do you like do you like working on the car? Do you ever get sort of taught by your dad any sorts of tricks of the trade? Uh no. <laughs> I don't do anything on the car. Um just my dad that I leave it up to. I read a quote that your dad said you don't have to be great to start something, but you have to start something to be great. That's um that's quite a good quote that I um that I like. What does that? What does that evoke? What does that mean to you? What does it? What does it sort of bring out in you when when you when you hear that? It makes me think about um, how I started the motorsport career, thinking that um, where I've come from and all that. And so, what do what do your what does your mum think of you racing? Um, she gets quite scared at the starts because obviously we're going six miles per hour into a corner, wheel to wheel, in a thirty pack trains. Obviously, quite scary for my mum. Uh, she, she has to turn away at the start. Yeah, mums are like that. Yeah, very fearful. Um, but so you 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 got siblings. So what do they what do they think of your your racing career so far and your your talents? Uh, well, my sister doesn't really care. Uh, <laughs> she just she just cares about Barbies and stuff like that. Uh, my brother he used to watch me like oh he used to come with me all the race weekends, but now he's turned nine and he's just into race any not races into Fortnite and Rocket League stuff. And do you, I mean, do you do any gaming in your spare time? Um, sim. That's all I really do. Sim, yeah. Would you, have you, is that a cool, so what are you looking at? Sim I racing or? Uh, R-Fact to F1 2021. And that's pretty, all, that's pretty much all I play, really. Yeah. Have you, have you tried any sort of online, online sim racing at all? Or? Uh, well, I've tried it, but it's never turned out very well because I always get taken out. But. Yeah, they're not they're not friendly online. They will no, they will just take you out. 
but I mean that means the same for on track as well. What have your biggest challenges been while racing? Um, definitely the dirty drivers that are there. You've got people that want to load you off and everything. Make you, you know, some people even want to make you flip it. That's probably the biggest challenge. And probably finding breaking points. Well, some breaking points at corners because sometimes you break too early, then you break too late, then you miss the corner. It's just finding that um, medium. So when you're racing, it's very it's very visual because you mentioned earlier sort of planning it out in your head when you when you're preparing for the race. Is it is it helpful to do that in your head when racing, sort of visualizing the the, the lines and stuff? I have my race of what I'm going to do. Um, well, I'm going to break in that, but I think it helps quite a bit. So, what's the most fun part of it? Just being on the track, really. Just doing what I love, do best. Have you got any sort of? I mean, helmet does that get in the way? <laughs> is that is it big, big and stuffy sort of thing? No, uh, no, it doesn't get in the way because um, I've got quite a well-fitted helmet. And so, if you could pick any sort of any car to drive, what would you pick? Too many to choose from. Too many to choose from. Well, there you go. It's, it's a big world out there with cars and stuff. But um, you got a, have you got a favourite sort of LMP1 car or a favourite F1 team or that sort of thing? Uh, favourite F1 team is Ferrari because, you know, I, I like the classics. Yeah, they're, they're getting really good this season. It seems like they've got a promising car. Yeah, definitely. What's So after karting the Saxos, what is that like? What, have you seen much of that racing at all? Uh, I've, never, I've never been in one, but in the gears and stuff like that. And does your does your car at the moment have gears or is it just just um no they don't have gears no so there's no shifting involved it's sort of just focusing on the uh, the throttle and the braking points uh, you got a favourite track Wilton Mill and Shannington I like them because they're fast and smooth and technical or well, Wilton Mill and Shannington is just like the car, the Monza of karting yeah and what's your least favourite track you know I like any track because it's yeah just like any track you mentioned TikTok you got a favourite TikToker um. Formula One. Form- <laughs> so it pretty much is all just racing non-stop for you. Yeah. And what's that like with school? Obviously, my dad says I've got to work two times harder than everyone because I have days off. So you kind of like just sort of living this living this double life. You've got your school friends and your karting friends and you kind of keep those separate. Yeah. And do you see, I mean, do you see the, the guys you go karting with when you're not racing or is it just when you're racing you see them and you, you speak to them then? Um, I see a few out of karting, but not that, not that regularly. Have you tried indoor karting? Uh, yeah, a lot slower. It's a lot slower, and it's a lot more bumpier. Yeah, it's not 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 a smooth surface. So, what are you doing? What are you doing later on in the next race? Have you got, have you got that planned yet? Or, um, well, it's Shannington. I yeah, Shannington. Um, that's the track that I'm leaving the championship at. How's how's the championship going for you? How do you feel it's going? I think it's going pretty well. Uh, won every round so far. I've won, won every race in track so. Yeah, and for people that aren't too, I don't know, sort of go-kart knowledge, um, how many rounds are there? I think there's nine to ten. I'm not entirely sure, but I think that's, I think that's how many there are. Yeah, and it starts, well, it starts sort of um, February, March, and ends sort of December time, is that, is that it? Started, um, it started like 22, 7th of January. But yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think that's, that's it's, it's been great speaking to you guys. Uh, I don't know if, you would like to speak any more about sort of the upcoming races and stuff you've got going on, anything you've got planned in the future? Every karting dad has a calendar <laughs> that everybody's in. So, yeah, we've got Shellington this, this weekend. Uh, the following weekend, we're at Wilton Mill. Weekend after that, we're at JKC Rower, which is the third the third round. We've then got a drive from Rower 
all the way down to Canterbury because we've got the BHP Performance Show. Yes. Um, so Lucas is on the Team Hard stand there with his go-kart and obviously we've got pamphlets and all that. And then I think we've got a week off. And then we're at Brands Hatch for the British Touring Car Championship race for the weekend. Yeah. Going to help out in, in the team there. Because um, obviously what, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get Lucas exposure this year, so to speak. So when we move into cars next year, you know, people know who he is. I mean, it's, you know, what partners we can get on board with us and, and join this quite, what I would say, remarkable journey so far. Um, you know, when, when you look at who he's racing, who he's up yeah. against, you know, you know, we, we often get a lot of negativity on social media of people saying you never race where there is anybody. You know, what I would say to that is that basically, where we can afford yeah um we can't afford to buy new tires at every meeting and new tires for practice new tires. We, we just can't afford that we're not financially in that position to do that so we race where we can we, we can afford to race but i think at the last round of wilton mill it showed everybody that we can race or, or sorry we i mean we are a team at the end of the day but he can race yeah. you know that that was there was probably three people missing out of that out of that grid, um, which would have been a full British grid. Yeah. And we came third over the line and we were never off. The, the only time we were off the podium was when we came from, where was it? Was it 30? 20, 23rd. 20, 23rd and we finished in sixth place. So I think he's proved that he can race and he can mix it with the boys that have, you know, the, the undisclosed budget that, that they have. Um, yeah. And I think that's what Tony saw in him from Team Hard and and Claire, who's his manager and mentor. She like yeah. runs the academy and that sort of stuff. That's what they saw from him. Tony's all about giving giving people giving people opportunities that, that yeah. have the opportunity ordinarily. I mean, you know, when people are up at Warden Law that we know. Um again, you know, not financially blessed, but try to call on the best budget they can. Couldn't imagine the when they were walking around seeing team warnings there and even one one driver in a minimax turned up in a helicopter. Well this is what we're dealing with. You know, there's unfortunately I think what's happened is as as you probably know from caught in Honda engines were going for ridiculous amounts of money. Absolutely mm-hmm. crazy amounts of money for a four stroke engine. You know, unfortunately what's happened is because the biggest majority of the Honda people moved from Honda to Minimax, that mentality now is being more into Minimax. Yeah. You know, there was an engine recently built. Right, what's your budget? There is no budget. Just built me a quick one. So it's yeah, it's that sort of diversification of sort of talents and I guess budgets that makes it so hard. That's it, yeah, and you know, and, and I think the problem is when you're doing that, you know, don't get me wrong, Lucas hasn't hasn't not had decent engines, you know, he's got a very good engine, a couple of engines now from RPM. He's he's had a very good engine, two engines that tied off from last year, but that came towards the tail end of the year. Yeah. You know, when he could race. And and the first thing I said to him was if I ever catch you waiting to overtake somebody on a straight, then I'll take them engines off you and you'll go back to your normal ones. Yeah. Because I think it's very important to, to teach. Again, this is just a personal point of view. I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. This is just personally how I'm kind of tutoring and bringing Lucas through is that, you know, you've got to be able to race. You've got to be able to overtake going into a corner. 
Mm. You've got to know when to make a lunge and when not to make a lunge. You know, and there is, you know, different grades of driver. We, we, we did a move at Wilton Mill going into the boot plenty of times on the last club round. Not a problem. Huh. We then go to the following week where it's not MSUK. The driving standard's different. He makes the same move. Somebody turns in on him. Yeah. Because they didn't see him. And I think that's that's the difference. You know, same move, different outcome. Yeah, it's important you know, to teach those, yeah, teach those skills is, make through the yeah, transfer. It is, unfortunately. You know, when, when we were with one of one of our teammates, um, Jack, yesterday, you know, I said to his parents, I said, the best thing you can get, get him off them novice points. Get him into the middle of the grid. You know, yeah. what I think what's got Lucas to where he is so quickly is that last year we put him in the Brits. Yeah. We didn't do very well. I say that. When you look at it, we didn't do very well. Yeah. But when you then take a step back and look at it from Ivatier's point, you know, in his first year of full racing, in probably the most competitive Honda grid there's been for a long, long time. I mean, we went to Warden Law. There was a second between first and 35th in qualifying. Wow. Yeah. That's how competitive it was. And we came P18 in the championship. Uh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, and thirteen, you know, P thirteen, different things like that. And I think that's what I would say to anybody that's coming into this sport: don't keep them at the back. Yeah, get them in it, get them in the best grid that you can drive with, that you can afford, because you will only reap the dividends at the back, back of it. You know what I mean? If you've got someone that's been on the novice plates for six or seven months, then all of a sudden you stick them on pole when you take them off them. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna get overwhelmed. They're gonna get scared. They're, you know, just get them in it. Get you take away the results. Don't worry about the results. Concentrate on the development. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very important thing. You know, we're all very much concerned in these three pound trophies that we win and how many we can win of them in a year. Yeah. I look at a much bigger picture. You know, I mean, we at Team Hard and with Lucas, they've got a 10 year plan for him where he's going to be when he's 23. Obviously, it's all financially dependent. Of course. But yeah. you've got to have that plan. You can't just live from year to year. You know, um, well, we can't anyway, like I say. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's done great. And, and and we just love motorsport. You know what I mean? While, while you were obviously there, I, I was watching the live because Knock Hill, the SMRC, <laughs> Yeah. races on at Knock Hill with the Mini Coopers and all that and oh, yeah. it. so uh, I was away just watching a bit of that and I'm like oh I need to go back through but you know um, thank you very much for the invite as well fully appreciate that oh no thank you so much for being um, on it's been an absolute pleasure and I've really enjoyed it so thank you very much for coming on guys it's been a very humbling experience yeah. and what we'd like to do if possible is you know maybe come back in, in you know three, four, five months, something like that, and yeah. just give you an update. Because I think the important message from our point of view is we've always been a peer private You know, we're not very wealthy people. We're, we're comfortable, but we're not. But we want to put it out there that you can do something. You know, it's not just all the big teams that get swallowed up by all these other. If you applicate yourself right, and yeah. let's face it, social media is a massive part of it. Oh, it's a huge rabbit hole yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm all over social media, as you've probably noticed. I you have. know, <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's two posts that go up every day. There's stories you've got to, in, you know, and the interaction now is coming. Yeah. There's, um, the interaction is now coming with, with people, which is good. And as you know, it's a massive problem. 
you've got to be likable. You know? You've got to be likable, and you've got to, yeah. got to be able to get yourself into the in those doors. And yeah, push I mean, Lando through. Norris is a cracking example. He's a good driver as well. Let's face it. But <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be very decent driving as well, but Lando Norris is so likable. I mean, even Ricardo, you know, when you look at Ricardo, he's not done a great deal in his F1 life. He's been there or thereabouts, but he's never really been at the sharp end of championships or or but yeah. he's so likable. You know, that's the thing that I think with with McLaren as well, they they have they they draw that to them. I mean with Lewis yeah. early on as well. Yeah. It's those it's, it's those characters that they have yeah. around them and they have to breed. Because yeah. hopefully they'll sponsor the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. But no, like I say, thank you very much um, for your time and the invite. And like I say, you know, we'd like to come back if if you want yeah. us back. And yeah, please do. It's been fun. Just give you an update as where we are, what we're doing, and well, I, I keep on saying we. It's not me. It's him. You know what I yeah. mean? Where he well, is I'd, I'd love to. Him. I'd love to hear more about where you guys yeah. are at right, in six months' yeah. time. Hopefully, you're yeah. you're still crushing yeah. it and still still winning. So there we go. Hopefully, keep your finger out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll draw your attention. No, cheers. Thank you, Raj. Wow. Coming away from that, I thought I was going to be speaking to a arrogant, sort of posh, very sort of stuck up teenager. But Lucas, you are the exact opposite. The kindness, patience, and humility you and both your dad shared with me really made me think of the endless possibilities for you in the future with people skills like that I think it's very important that we embrace that side of racing it's the communication it's the mentoring side of it with Lucas his dad Adrian taking him through the pitfalls and the twists and turns of racing as a kid and guiding him alongside with now Team Hard with the academy that are going to be nurturing Lucas and giving him advice and teaching him how to become a better racer on and off the track Thanks again to those guys for sharing their story and for Lucas for being such an inspiration, not just for me, but I'm sure for you guys listening. And I also wanted to thank you guys listening as well. It's an absolute pleasure for me to be able to do this and to speak to some amazing people. And I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have this passion. The fact that people are even picking up the podcast and listening to it is amazing for me. And it's a huge blessing to be able to just speak to these people. If you want to find more of Lucas, he is on Instagram at Lucas underscore Blanford underscore 59. That is his Instagram. You'll find him beating everyone else on the field and his adventures on and off track as well. You can find me on Instagram at WeAreIgnition. That is We with the letter R, Ignition. And on Facebook at IgnitionPod. That's Facebook at IgnitionPod. So if you know anyone or if you would like to be in the podcast and you have a story to tell around journalism, motorsport, the automotive industry, whether you're a CEO of a car company or you're building a car that you would like to share, I'd love to speak to you. And that's it. I'm Harry and this is the Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening.